everybody, and welcome to the Because of Jesus podcast, the first podcast in 2024. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, we're here, we're back, I believe it's episode 12, but number one in 2024. So thank you guys for joining on us. We've been uh, a few weeks off, um, taking a little time and getting back on it and uh, getting back on it today with a new series that you got for 2024. Absolutely. Yeah, the thought process was, you know, we had our Esther series um, which was probably one of our most talked about series that we that we've done. Then I, we went to our Christmas season, um, and then as we started the new year, I wanted us to run as a church. I wanted us to run um, in the in the will of God, but also with purpose, uh, wisdom, but passion, um, not kind of random, but on assignment. And we feel like God has a a platform for us to share His Word. But to do so, we also want to make sure that we're not carrying things from our past, carrying things from 2023, carrying things that will hinder us, that will uh, beset us. You know, that scripture that we always quote, lay aside every sin, but it also says lay aside every weight, which so do easily beset us. And in this series, we'll talk about both of those things. So my thought process was that things that we're dealing with, that is is time and past time to deal with, let's deal with them at the beginning of the new year. And the reason is, Johnny, more people are willing to change or try change at the beginning of the new year. Right, because yeah. you could tell I'm down 13 pounds already in the new year. Right, I shrunk it in the camera for you. I'll take it either way I could get it, my <laughs> friend. So, that, but that was the thought process, and so that we wanted to try to encourage people in a season that we felt like they would be willing to listen to God, His Word, try His Word, and as a church, you know this, we we stand uh, for God's Word against sin, but we also um, we want to help people on their journey and help people lay aside things too as well. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yep. I feel you on the, uh, it's kind of an easy reset mode because everybody's in that mindset of resetting in 2024. And then you get what's today is the 10th. The 10th. So mm-hmm. you get 10 days in and where are you now? <laughs> You're already off track. Yeah. yeah. And, and a good thing about the church is though, even if people uh, slip up, make mistakes, sin, um, we want to help them up and we want to get them back on the right track with God. I, I say this all the time and I, we didn't get to word, but, but I really like the discussion. I say this a lot uh, to our church people. Thank you for letting us walk with you on your journey of faith, you know, mm-hmm. we, because of Jesus. You know, we seek personal transformation one life at a time. That's our statement. And because, you know, we are a larger church and growing, but it's made up of individual people who have a different story, their story, their own story. And every story is different, but every story needs Jesus and every story needs salvation. And I want to play a part in that. I mean, you know, not everybody's going to come to church here, and that's okay. You know, we we celebrate other churches and their victories and their wins, but we also want to walk with people uh, on their journey of faith in our church as well. And so, that was a thought process. Yeah. I, I don't know where you want to go with this. I'm 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 open. I'm prepared. But this is good so far. I really yeah. believe. Yeah, yeah. It, and it kind of is natural going to the new year. I know we talked about doing a few different things. Um, maybe talking about the wins from the new year and things like that. And we can go all those um, different routes, but um, but I think this platform and our, those that are watching for the 12th episode now, um, you know, they've, they've been steady watching because of the, the recap of the sermon and the yeah, recap of okay. the messages and, and things like that. So I feel like that's, that's probably what they're here that's my to listen passion. for. And yeah, and that's exactly, that's what, yeah. that's what this is all about is getting the word deeper. When we started back in November preparing for this series, the first sermon was the easiest for me because I heard the Holy Spirit speaking to my spirit. 
Also, it was the easiest because it applies to my life. And also, it was the easiest because there's nobody in the building, nobody watching, nobody that will watch that this does not apply to. Nobody can point a finger. Nobody. All have sinned. You know what all means in the Bible? It means all. And so everybody this applies to. And so what happened was when we began to prepare, I wanted people to lay aside mistakes and sin. Yeah, I said sin. That they are carrying the aftermath, the effects of. And there is some effects, as we see in David's life, the sin. Sometimes people never know. And then other times it's ever before us. It becomes our reputation. Even the New Testament, there are certain individuals that are defined by their condition and their past sin. But yet God still redeemed them and God loved them. And many times we don't let people move on from their past sin because it's easy to put you down so I can lift myself up. And that's not the church. This shouldn't be the church, I should say. And so when I, and please, please jump in here before I get going. I sometimes I get, get, passionate about it. And, and but but so that part was easy. So I heard God's voice there. And the easiest one to go to was David. And, and, and the thing with David was not so much even the affair. So to walk this down, um, David's called to be king. We know the story. It was the time that the kings would go out to battle. David stays back, which is a whole different sermon there. My greatest downfalls in my life after salvation, many times is when I'm not, I'm resting, but I'm not resting well. And that, that needs to be preached. I'm taking a, a break, a sabbatical, a rest, but I'm not doing it well because my mind is open for any attack. And so like David, he's got a lot of victories by now, but he stays back and he sends somebody else to fight in his place. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 11 that he takes a walk after his afternoon nap, sees a woman bathing. We know the story. Has the woman come to his, his palace. The Bible says that he knows that woman, you and me. And after that, he knows that woman. He sends her back. And when he sends her back, I, I don't know his thinking, but I know that uh, he goes on about his life. Then a message comes. Uh, the UPS shows up. The mailman shows up. And the message says, I am with child. I am pregnant. That phrase would change his life forever. Now his sin is no longer uh, not known. It would eventually be known. Um, it's not covered up by him. Um it's not concealed. Um, so David's got a problem. David calls for that woman's husband to come back, thinking, um, in my mind, thinking that um, at that moment, um, he will let that woman's husband know her, um, send him back to battle. And if she is with child, so be it. It's, mm-hmm. it's Uriah's. Trying to manipulate the timeline. My Lord, preach son. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, manipulation is the work of the flesh, not the work of the spirit. And we all are guilty there as well. And so at that very moment, he the man comes, but the man does not know his wife. The man sleeps at the door of the palace. And David inquires, why did you do this? I gave you such great benefit, even sent a gift to his home. And yet the man, the man would say to him, how can I do this? Mm-hmm. How can I enjoy the time with my bride, my wife, while my men are out fighting? So now David has another dilemma. And David now would send this man back to not only to battle, but he would tell the leaders of this man to put him at the highest point, the hottest point, excuse me, of the battle, so that this man's life would be distinguished. We're talking about the king. Mm-hmm. We talk about a man after God's own heart. And Johnny, let me say this. Nobody is exempt. Paul would say, I'm the chief of all sinners. 
the chief. And so what you have at this moment is uh, recognition that we all are subject. Another time he would say, we're all of men of like passions. So we need to be careful living in these glass houses. Uh, my daddy used to say, and he was by no means a preacher, uh, you better be careful what you say you won't do. Yeah. Oh, I would never do that. I, 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 you know, I'm above that. No, you need to be careful. My child will never do that. My grandchild will never do that. No, you need to be careful. And so at that moment, David has a problem. And then all of a sudden, when David thinks that the problem is over, a man by the name of Nathan comes to his house. And when Nathan comes to his house, um, Nathan says, David, I need to tell you a story. Nathan was a prophet. And when Nathan begins to tell him that story, he says quickly, he said that there was two men. Um, one man owned a lot of cattle and one man owned a bunch of sheep. And the other man only owned one little uh, lamb. That was it. And he says, a stranger came to visit the wealthy man. And instead of the wealthy man taking one of his many to bless the stranger, the wealthy man went and took the other man's only lamb, brought it back for the nourishment of the stranger. Immediately, David's wrong because there, there is a righteous man in there. There is a God-called man in there. There is a man of God, a worshiper in there. And David fires back, and David would say, you know what, that man deserves death. That man deserves to pay back four times. And Nathan would rise up and say, you're that man. You talking about revelation? And I, I want to interject here. In my own life, in my own failures, uh, God lets me go unchecked for a moment. But then God will send a man. God will send a woman. I remember an older lady in the church that called me one time when I was about to disobey God. I told this story today to a preacher in Tennessee. I was about to disobey, disobey God because I was mad at somebody. I was about to get in my flesh. And I'll never forget this older lady. She called me and she said, she lives in Wahala. Um, her name is Tracy. And she said, sweet pastor. I, I knew, I knew right then. She loved me and my family, but I knew, I knew she could hear from God. She said, sweet pastor. Johnny, I was 30 seconds away from making a blunder, a mistake. That probably would have led me to sin past that righteous anger. And she said, sweet pastor, I don't know what you're about to do, but the Holy Ghost told me to remind you that he told you to sit still. Mm -hmm. What? I'm four, four and a half hours away from her. Yeah. And the only thing I could say was, yes, ma'am. She didn't boast. She didn't gloat. She said, all right, see, sweet pastor, I'll see you Sunday. Click. And that's the true men and women of God. Yeah. They're not trying to be social media heroes. They're not trying to make themselves what they're not. They're just obeying God. Yeah. She obeyed God. And so the same here. And that was God was trying to be good to me there. God was being good to David. I truly believe, Johnny, that God gave David a space to repent. Mm -hmm. I, I do. But when David was left unchecked by his own doing, God showed up. And so at that moment, <clears throat> we see God at work. Excuse me. And so to make, I don't want to go too long here. If not, we have to do a, a second part of this. But to, to make a long story short, at that moment, we don't preach the next part, Johnny. But in the next part, there's the rebuke is in the second part, to me, is greater than the rebuke in the first part. Because then the man of God said, thus saith the Lord. God said, was he not good to you? I'm paraphrasing here. Did he not give you somebody else's house? Did he not bless you with blessings above, above measure? And then he even said, and if you wanted more, only thing you had to do was ask for it. Yeah. Wow. 
You just have to ask for it. That doesn't mean that God would have gave him somebody else's wife. But he was saying that God would give you what would be good to you and good for you. And that, that phrase, it shook my soul. And so when that takes place, then there comes correction and the punishment. Or, and the punishment was that the rest of, the rest of, uh, of your life, your house is going to live by the sword and, and, and did it ever. Also, punishment was that God struck that child, the one that Bathsheba was pregnant with. The Bible said that God struck that child. Now, now here's where I started preaching for the new year. Now, if we stop there, you're going to say, well, Pastor, that's not really uplifting for the new year. Well, my point was, we may not have had an affair in the physical. Uh, we, I'll leave it there. Uh, we may not have had an affair that would cause murder and, and, and that stuff, but we've all done things. So now we arrive at the moment with David. And so the Bible said that David began to almost beg God to spare his child. And when God wouldn't spare his child, David was weeping, fasting, laying on the floor. And the Bible said that David sought God so much that his own um, servants tried to pick him up. You want to add anything here? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You got me preaching. And so what happened was at that moment, they try to get David up, and, and, and David refused. And so David is doing what was, was natural. David is pleading with God to change his mind. But God doesn't change his mind. Um, David held a special position with God. Chapter 11, the very last verse said that God was displeased with David. And so God doesn't change his mind. And we know that the servants begin to whisper. And in their whispering, we also know that David would ask, is my child dead? And they would say, your child is dead. But this is where we, we went to Sunday morning. So once David hears that his child is dead, this is what got me about David. The Bible said he got up. Now, some people have used this when we have loved ones die in our life, that the moment that they die, that we should not grieve, we should get up. That has nothing to do with this chapter here. In fact, the New Testament says we grieve as others. The difference is we grieve in hope. And that hope is our blessed hope, Christ Jesus the Lord. So that's foolish. But what happens at this moment is what we see, we see David get up. And so what I preached Sunday morning was this. It is time to get up. There are many in the congregation that have made mistakes, blunders, and sin. And sometimes sin has consequence. You know, you 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 leave church today, you turn, you do something, you would never do this, but you begin to purchase alcohol and you get a DUI. God will forgive you. But I promise you, brother, you you probably won't be youth pastor tomorrow. You with me? I love you, and we will restore you. It's going to take a season. (laughs) So there's consequences. You know, uh, we we don't need to go there. So so you with me? Um, And so, but David got up, and I want people to get up. That no matter what you have done, even if there will be a consequence, the love of God has not changed. The pursuit of God has not changed. God still can use you as he did the woman at the well. But sometimes we got to get people up. Satan knocks them down. Life knocks them down. Failure knocks them down. Sin knocks them down. What we have to do is get them up in the name of Jesus Christ. Get them up. With me? Right? Oh, yeah. What if a preacher makes a mistake? There's a process. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he has to stay down forever, right? No, Amen. No, Anything no. you want to add? Uh, I mean, you're all over it. All right. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's all right. No, I, I don't want to preach at you. Yeah, no. uh, nobody may watch this, so it may just be you. And so <laughs> and so he got up. And then when he got up, the Bible said, and we did this illustration Sunday, he washed. And I, and I really saw him washing his face. I saw it 
in the natural, he needed to wash. Mm-hmm. He had been there for a season, I think, pursuing God. But I also see water symbolic in also the New Testament of cleansing. Not that water is salvation, but it is the picture of an inward work that has already been manifested. And so I see David taking that water almost out of the person coming up out of the baptism pool, having new life, new breath. Um, you know, we talk about regeneration, New Testament. And so I saw that water as something, a fresh start. We need to give people a fresh start. You know, we have people that come out of prison and jail. You know, our Celebrate Recovery, we see all kind of people. And they're not a Celebrate Recovery <laughs> in church. church yeah. yeah, we see. We see. And, night. and let me just say this. Somebody said, you know, you have another ministry in your church that's an outside ministry, which is Celebrate Recovery. No, that's not true. No, they're part of us. Um, they're our ministry. And so they're our people. Um, so I just w- want to say that, and that's not, that's, but nobody meant that mean, but just give me a chance to correct that. Anybody comes here, mm-hmm. man, I'm honored to pastor them. So let me just put that there. So he got up, he washed, he anointed himself. Why? Cause he still had a calling. He still had a breath. He still had a life. So we've got to get up. We've got to let water be symbolic, uh, feel the cleansing power of forgiveness, <laughs> let God anoint us again, or sometimes encourage our own self. And then lastly, the beauty of this, he worshiped. He went right back to the temple and worship. Why? Because the same God that brought him out of the sheep field was the same God that warned him, was the same God that checked him, and was the same God that was there for restoration. Same God, man. As an old preacher told me, God knew that he would fall before the sheep field, and God was already waiting on him after Bathsheba. And so I wanted people to worship. I want those saints to worship. You know, you know, Johnny, we see this on Facebook a lot and social media, and, and it's a beautiful thought. It's a beautiful thought. You know, they say that Jesus died for the drug addict just like he died for the preacher. Now, while the thought is beautiful, I would love to interject and say this. The preacher hadn't always been the preacher. Mm-hmm. The drug addict hadn't always been the drug addict. Come on, somebody. Yeah. And so it's meant well. And yeah. so, I'm not, yeah. so please please, nobody send me an email that say a pastor's rebuking that because I'm not. I, I love it. But, but I want to understand people. The preacher hadn't always been the preacher. Mm-hmm. The preacher was something else before, too. He was a sinner born into iniquity who needed redemption, who made mistakes, who is not perfect. You know, you know what I'm saying? I love when people gossip about me. Uh, have you heard? Did you know? Oh, my goodness. Uh, man, you want me to testify? I'll tell it. You ain't got to tell it because I'm not trying to fit into your club. And I'm not trying to fit into your two religious circle because if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I would not be here. So let's not play church games. I want real people for a real time with a real reason, with a real message, with real purpose for such a time as this. That's it. And so he got up and worshiped. So in closing today, get up. Wash yourself in the Lord, anoint yourself in the Lord, go back and worship. God still inhabits the praises of his people. God's not finished with you yet. In the name of Jesus Christ, start 2024 by getting up. Get up one more time, then Satan has knocked you down. God's not finished with you yet. Get up, get up, get up, get up. I heard somebody say that. <laughs> somebody might have said that on Sunday. Somebody, 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 somebody. Well, uh, that's part one of moving on, um, moving on series. Yeah. Uh, on part two. Um, how long you kind of estimate this? Probably just for the month. Yeah. That, that, that right. was my goal. Um, just for the month, we're going to jump into a new series. I, 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 we're going to do something this year with Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've never preached from Joshua. Um, I don't know if that'll be a Wednesday or Sunday. 
I'm excited about that. I also have a book that I want to announce yet um, in, in the Bible that I want to do. It's brand new. I'm going to hold on to that and do a bigger push for that. Uh, but we have a lot planned. Also, let me plug this too. Our marriage conference is coming up yep. February 2nd, 3rd. Um, Mike and Terry Terramano are phenomenal. Um, they contact Kevin D's, contact our church office. Everything's online. Sign Help up me. on the church app. Yep. 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 And so we're excited about this. Um, this is going to be great in February. Yep. Looking Yours. forward to it. And uh, once again, thank you guys for joining us. First episode of 2024. Um, if you like this episode, be sure to share. Um, also, like and subscribe. Send yeah. it to somebody so they can like and subscribe. Um, growing audience uh, all year. Uh, that's kind of a plug at the end. We got our 2023 recap yeah. from our podcast. And uh, we have listens, not just this podcast, but also our messages from Sundays and Wednesdays. Uh, we have listens in 11 different countries. Um, and so that was pretty cool to see. So yeah. uh, keep spreading the word and keep sharing that, you guys. It helps um, every little bit for us to grow. Absolutely. Um, not only this platform, but also our Sunday and Wednesday messages as well. So yeah. uh, thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we'll see you guys again next week to go over part two of the Moving On series.